Are you ready? Come on! Ladies and gentlemen, now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Introducing the moment you've all been waiting for. Joy, joy, the counts. Fuck is going on, motherfuckers? Oh my god. It's your co-host. We tried to just record one, and he was like, hey. And I was like, you need to come in with a bang, and that's what he came up with. Yo, it's the infinite, intelligent, extravagant, and eloquent curveball special. How you living? And it's the low energy. <laughs> Ain't got enough vitamin C. Nobody more fly than me. Megan. <laughs> Welcome back to Join Accounts. Welcome back. We had a little bit of a mini hiatus. You know, I mean, we ain't got to explain it to them. You guys just got to understand. We love you. We appreciate you. But sometimes life happens. And you guys got to understand that. We got a lot going on this month. So it's going to be some sporadic recording. And some sporadic uploading. But either way, you guys are going to get a piece of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A Reese's Pieces of this? You guys are going to get a Reese's Pieces of this. <laughs> you should see the face he's making right now. Someday when we get the equipment, we're going to make this psych. I ain't even going to finish that. We ain't going to make that shit. Of <laughs> we ain't making no videos. Nobody needs to see what I look like right now with yeah. holes in my shirt. Look at my hair right now. You got a nipple hanging out. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Sometimes that shit happens. Sometimes it happens and you got to go with the flow. You wear like a stretchy enough tank top. Sometimes, you know, a little. Look at that. Oh, so good. <laughs> so good. Right. How was your week? Man, work is breaking me, breaking my back, breaking my head, breaking my heart. <laughs> Quit breaking my... We always singing. We? Last episode, I was sitting there trying to get a point across. And I kept just... singing. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it, though. That shit came... I liked it. When I heard it, I was like, she's just in the background, just... But um, work hasn't been kicking my ass. But work has been The idea of work has yeah. been kicking your ass. Yeah. Like, oh man, just it interrupts my life in, in the in the in the worst way. I mean, is there such thing as a great interruption? Well maybe you could be like watching a game, a girl wants to come blow you and you're like, Yes, what a what a welcome interruption. But no <laughs> my job, man, it's like I gotta put my real life on pause to go work for the man. I I I I'm in I'm in a shitty mood. I'm sorry. No, no, not in a shitty mood, like you know, ah! But I'm, I'm, I feel like ranting. Okay. But I don't want to rant. I don't want to be that guy. Sometimes you gotta get it out, baby. All right. What the fuck is up with Hillary Clinton and everybody sucking the fucking titties because she wants to run for president? <laughs> Yo, fuck that bitch. Yeah. Don't you guys know? Do they not know? I, a lot of people don't know. Like, do you guys really believe that the American political system S is? anything yes. worth getting excited about at this point i swear to goodness at this point politicians are like that friend that you have that constantly fucks up and you constantly give them a second chance and they're like yo i'm getting my life together yo i'm, I'm not gonna fuck around anymore and you're like you know you really care about them so yeah. you help them out but they i don't know they have bad luck they're constantly getting into shit yeah and you just can't believe them anymore. You can't trust them. You're like, listen, I got to stop fucking with you because I keep helping you out and you keep fucking up. And that's what politicians, that's what the political system is. 
And I don't say fuck that bitch because she's a woman. Of course not. I hope not. We would no. say fuck that bitch about anybody. Yeah. Just fuck him all. Like what 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 are they gonna what are they gonna sell us? They- I feel like our whole political system, which by the way, I have studied like in school. You know what I mean? Baby, you don't have to list your credentials. No, 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 no. no. I just want to say it has nothing to do with my credentials because I, I don't know anything. But what I'm saying is even with two bachelor's degrees, I still don't understand our fucking it's <laughs> Congress, bullshit. Senate, all the branches, electoral college, all this stuff. I feel like it's such an antiquated... Why are we yelling? Because I feel angry. like it's such an antiquated system for the the real life society that we live in these days. Seriously. We can't vote online. No. You're trying to tell me I can bank online, I can file my taxes online. I can turn my car on with my phone. And you're saying that it is not secure enough for me to vote online? Fuck you. I bet you though, if if there was a way to do it, there'd be a way to hack it as well. There's already a way to hack it. You're right. There's already. I think it's harder for them to get away with hacking it. If it's online, that's my that's my thing. No. Right now, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Oh, well, we just have all these ballots in a bag somewhere. No. Also, like, isn't that a huge waste of resources, both natural and otherwise, to be sending out paper shit all the time? Yeah. Having people, uh, most of the people I know vote via permanent absentee ballot. I don't know if everyone can do that in every state, but mm-hmm. here in California... I think you used to have like a reason, like you're not in town a lot or something. But here you can just do that because people know that people don't want to go to a little ballot. Ballot. Anyway, I'm just sick of it. I'm. But you know what? I'm one of those fucks that I'm sick of it, but I don't want to do anything about it. Yeah. Back in 2007, my uncle, he's always he's always said shit that has come true. I remember you telling me that. Right. He's always had like, and not because he's like a, like a, a psychic or anything like that. I don't know. Somehow he just knows some things. He knows he knows the inner workings of things. This motherfucker said to me in 2000, 2007 when Obama was first running, Obama's going to win. We're going to have a first black president. And then after him, we're going to have a first female president. He's like, mark my words. And I learned at that time not, not to question him. I just, I listened. I recorded it. And I kept it in the back of my head. Ever since there have been whispers of Hillary Clinton running for president, I've been thinking to myself, how the fuck did this motherfucker call it? And in reality, people are getting hype over Hillary. But is she really the best choice? I mean, the idea of a president is antiquated to begin with. We don't need a fucking... But if we are going to continue on this path... Is she really the best choice? Or is she, you know, it's like you go to the, the store. least bad. Yeah. You go to McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. I want to eat healthy. You go to McDonald's and the healthiest thing they got there is the fucking salad. But Which really. Which probably isn't. Exactly. Compared to some of the other stuff. Hillary Clinton is a McDonald's, McDonald's salad. salad. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. And in a sea of bullshit, she's like less bullshitter. But but really, do we want her in office? Like, since, since the fucking late 80s, we've had a Bush, a Clinton, another Bush... And Obama, who seems somehow connected to the Clinton, and if she wins, is going to be another fucking Clinton. It's like a dynasty. Yeah. I, 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 oh, when I see people excited about it, I wonder, I wonder what they're thinking. I wonder, like, 
Did they did they fucking drink the Kool-Aid? I, I just don't even have words for it, honestly. I'm just, I, not only am I ignorant about a lot of the shit that goes on politically, I don't have the energy right now to be mad about it. The views and opinions expressed on this episode are those of the individuals providing them. If you are at all offended, eat a dick. What the fuck is up with that fake Tupac song? That shit was so weird. It took me about 30 seconds into it uh, to be like, that's not Tupac. Yeah. Like, at first I was like, whoa, that's weird. Whoa, that's weird. And I thought maybe they took a Tupac, unreleased Tupac song, and yeah. then added. added in the names. Uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we um, <clears throat> there was a Tupac song recently released. Another Man Down. That references, you know, uh, Trayvon Martin and uh, Mike Brown and shit. Tupac was still alive, that would be the way that he came out with it. Like, yeah. he'd be like, I'm back, bitches. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know? shit is so rough, I had to come out of hiding. But but when you, if you really, if you're a hardcore Tupac fan, like Kervin is, Tupac was my my high school gangster rap icon. Yeah. Like, I love Tupac. I would have fucked the shit out of Tupac. I still would. I love you. <laughs> And want to spend the rest of my life with you, but if Tupac came back right now, I'd fuck him. I, I wouldn't be upset. Good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you listen to it close enough, you realize it's not him. It's a good, it's a good sound alike, but it's not him. That's what it is. It's a great impersonation. Yeah. Like if you listen closely, they don't have the full Tupac range. range. You know. It's they like, use the same the the, the, the stacked. Yeah. The triple, double, triple. Yeah, yeah, voice vocals. Things. Yeah. And that gives it that feel, but no, it's not him. If you listen to each Tupac album, you can hear the way his flow changes. Yeah. From Strictly For My Niggas, to Me Against The World, to All Eyes On Me, to Machiavelli. And you would think that if he came out right now in 2015 with a song... And he would be, what, 40? Yeah. His, 41? He would sound exact... His, he would have the same flow as 1996 Tupac. Nah. You know? <laughs> my, my thing is... Who took the time to fake this? Yeah. Somebody out there with a gift, you know, they sound exactly like Tupac. All right. You know what it made me think about, though? What's that? What would he say? I feel like he would be, like, a huge uh, black leader. Of course. Like, he had that kind of... And I think, not to get too much into mm -hmm. my fucking conspiracy theories, I think that's why he was killed. I was thinking about that last night. I think that he was too strong, too charismatic of a personality, and he could have 
led some fucking revolution in our country. I just want to interject real quick and let you guys know. After a little investigation, you can find out that the song is actually credited to a guy named Casanova the Don. You search his name and you'll find a lot of music videos all done in the style of Tupac. Cadence, rhythm, rhyming scheme, all of that. The internet is telling two different stories. Some people are saying that he voiced the Tupac hologram at Coachella a few years ago. Other are saying Tupac is alive and he is the face of Tupac. Tupac rhymes, he does the videos. Whatever the case may be, do your Googles. You can't believe everything you see on the internet. What the fuck is up with some of the black entertainers? What do you mean? Getting, like, not... Okay, like, you don't have to stand up and be vocal about the shit that's going down or has gone down in the last year. You don't have to. You can live your life and do what you want. But if you're going to talk about it, it makes me so angry inside when I see black celebrities talking about things... I just need to use an example instead of yeah, talking yeah. around it. I, I want to know what the deal is. Who was it? Was it Common? You you remember what I'm talking about, right? Where was it Common? No, no, no. I th- I think I think you're talking about. It was the Chris Rock thing. Isaiah Washington. Isaiah Washington. Yeah, Chris Rock is taking a selfie. Yeah. Every time he gets pulled over. Right. Right. And he's posted it on on Twitter, Instagram, wherever it is. Yeah. Isaiah Washington of Grey's Anatomy fame yep. and Romeo Must Die. Yeah, that was his name. That's right. I can't remember his fucking name. He's like, yo, I, I traded in my yeah. Benz for like three priests. Pre- yeah. yeah. He's like, you got to adapt, brother. And people lost their mind. Yeah. A part of me kind of understands where he's coming from. And at the same time, a part of me understands, you know, the, the, the flack the that he's getting. For, right. Yeah. Because he's like tired of fighting, you know? You can't, you can't, you can't wrong him. You can't, you can't be upset at him because he just is given up, so to speak. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's not that I'm not angry with the celebrities themselves. Okay. The frustration that I feel is not directed at the celebrities. I think that the place that the frustration really comes from is that the conditions in our country right now have made it so people feel like they have to. Do that kind of stuff. Yeah. Again, I'm, but I'm there, not... but there is a part of me that's frustrated that with that much notoriety, if you have something to say about it, I feel like that shouldn't be the thing that you say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel conflicted as well because when when I read it, I was a little angry at him. I was thinking to myself, "This is not the message that you want to yeah. send to people." But at the same time, you don't want to light a fire under everybody's asses. We don't know why these cops are stopping Chris Rock. We don't. I mean, if, you, if you've driven at night, you can't even see who's in the car in front of you. Right. All you see is headlights. So, I mean, we don't, we're not sure they're stopping him because he's black. Yeah, but think about this. I mean, unless Chris Rock is just like a horrible driver. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how many of those pictures he has, but I'm assuming it's quite a few. I've seen about. In the last year. Yeah. Want to know how many times I've got pulled over in the last 10 years? How many times? Zero. One morning... At like five o'clock in the morning, my coworker and I we were driving through East New York mm-hmm. on a winter night, winter morning, icy streets. Mm-hmm. Nobody's around. It's pitch black, 
and we got to get to work because we got to turn the boil on, we got to turn the heat on, and we got to shovel some snow. And uh, a cop stopped us. For and no reason? This, this is what the cop says. The cop pulls us over, and my coworker who's driving is telling me, watch, watch. They, they stop at me because I got a nice car. And in my head, I'm thinking to myself, the fuck does that mean? You know, are they trying to say people that live in this neighborhood can't afford a nice car? Or if you can't afford a nice car in this neighborhood, you're doing some illegal activities? Probably both. So they come up to the window. They see he's an Italian dude. The guy asks him, a white cop, by the way, asks him, what is he doing in this neighborhood? What? Yes. My coworker goes on to tell him, I work around the corner. I'm on my way to work. I have to turn on the boiler, et cetera, et cetera. They tell him, they tell him some bullshit like slow down or whatever. I mean, the streets were icy, whatever. We weren't driving crazy. Let me just say that. As we drove away, you know, my coworkers like, fuck you, you know, fuck the cops, fuck yeah. you, blah, 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 blah. And I've always thought about that. I thought to myself, if you're a cop, I was trying to put myself in his shoes, in the cop's shoes. Mm-hmm. He's parked wherever the fuck he's parked. And he finally sees a car driving around five o'clock in the morning in East New York. Why do you stop that car? What what real reason do you stop that car? You know, because because he, they have quotas and they need to find a reason exactly to either search a car or write a ticket exactly. or something. He was hoping that I mean I I don't know what he was hoping, but I gather that he was hoping that he would stop the car, be able to see something when he came yeah. in, or the, the the driver would be suspicious enough to ask him to step out of the car. Yeah. You know, something would come of it. He did, he wasn't doing it for your nor anyone else's safety at yeah. that at that moment. He gets pulled over constantly because with his of, Lexus because of the tint on his car. Yeah. Right? But all he does is hand him this fucking little car that he has because we got family in the police department and shit and. They look at it and they let him skate. That's crazy, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's popular in New York. Like, you got this little, I forget what they call it, an NBP card or whatever. Whatever the fuck it's called. The, the whole, the, it, it's basically a card that says, I have family in the police force, don't fuck with me. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You, you pull that shit out, but I mean, it depends. You, you go out, yeah, like, Yeah, you can't, upstate. like, sell drugs and be like, it's cool, I yeah. got the car. You got to be in the right area. You, you yeah. can't be, like, you know, a, a, a highway patrolman stop you. He, he ain't buying that shit. Yeah. Now, who knows? Maybe Chris Rock is driving his car in a, in a, in a, his expensive car in a shitty neighborhood, or maybe he's got tents. But at the same time, I'm thinking, I don't have to make any excuses for these cops. No. Fuck them. Who cares why they're stopping Chris Rock? They're obviously stopping him a lot. You know? Yeah. And they don't need me to defend them as to why they're doing their job. They're doing their... Fuck them. Fuck them. Isaiah Washington doesn't want no problems. So he sold his fucking car. All right, cool. But at the same time, don't go telling other people how they should live their lives. Don't tell them to adapt. Because this is the worst time to adapt. Yes. This is not the time to go quietly. I mean... And that's and that's my, that's my point, is that I, I always hesitate to talk about this stuff because as a white woman, this is not my fight. And I want to be sensitive to... You know, people of color not feeling like I'm stepping in with my, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not trying to represent anybody. I'm not trying to say this is what black people should do or or anything of the sort. I just feel frustrated that that's the state of affairs. I wonder if he's changed his adapt message 
after uh, the guy, I forget his name, was shot in the back and was caught on tape yeah. by a cop. And the cop tried to like play it off and throw a taser on his body. I wonder, I wonder if he's still talking that. Like, we've watched it escalate. Like, we have watched it escalate over the past two years to where you need a video of a police officer shooting someone in the back while they're running away and planting evidence on them, yeah. supposedly, in order for a majority of America to say, okay, something was done wrong. Yeah. Like, really? That's what it takes? And, and most people will say that's an isolated incident. Exactly. They won't treat it as what it really is, which is a fucking national... This, this is a crisis. This is a worldwide well, crisis. And, like, why do we need... Who holds anybody up to that standard of evidence? Seriously. Like, hello, there is something called circumstantial evidence in every criminal case that's brought. You hear a crash of a... Something breaking in the next room. You walk in, you see a little kid with chocolate smeared on his face and a broken cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What is more likely to have happened? The kid started eating the cookies no. and the fucking cookie jar broke. His imaginary friend did You it. know how to use logic <laughs> no. to, to go through a sequ- sequence of events. You don't say, well, we don't know if there wasn't... You know, maybe the door was unlocked. Maybe there was oil on the counter and the cookie jar just slid right off and the kid was trying to fix it and got chocolate on his hands and it got on his face. Like, fuck you. You know, you know what else I was thinking about? There's something about that video footage that reminded me of the Rodney King beating. Mm -hmm. And what if. I remember you asked me this before. Is this happening more often because of social media or is it, is it, you know, we're more aware, blah, 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 blah. What if this shit, I mean, we know it has been happening for the longest time, but let's say this shit was happening just as much, just as much as it's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that the dude caught it on tape as these cops beat the shit out of him. The other fucking day, I saw, I saw a post. These guys were beating this guy like in, in San Bernardino County. Uh, uh, I guess he. San Bernardino. San Bernardino, yeah. What did I say? San Bernardino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were beating the shit out of him. Like I guess he was trying to run, whatever. I remember, I, I showed you the footage real quick, and he was like, "Ah, oh, baby, no, I don't yeah. want to see that shit." Yeah, I can't watch that kind of stuff. They were running. The cops were running to go beat his ass. Do you know? Do you know what? They were running. <laughs> you know what the fuck that is? That's like gang mentality. Yeah. That's like when you watch a world star hip hop video of like a girl fighting in, in, with another girl in McDonald's and all her friends jump in, which I saw the other day and it was fucking brutal. And, and you think to yourself, what the fuck is wrong with us? People were just around the whole thing with their video cameras out, recording, saying, Ugh. oh shit, oh That's shit. Disgusting. It was like, baby, they were kicking her while she was down, a high school student continuously kicking her oh that's horrible it's 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 oh my god i just think to myself what the fuck is wrong with us i mean i remember being in grade school and you know people would fight you know we start chanting fight 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 fight, fight." yeah and everybody we got excited you know like that it was always like you know like a little tussling maybe you get a hit in there here and there it wasn't like a full-on beating yeah now these 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 videos Kids are getting fucked up in high school, yeah. in the hallways, in the like it, hospitalized. Yeah, on so, and, and it's because I don't want to say it's because, but I, I'm sure they put on more of a performance because they know they're being recorded. Right. 
They got to, you know, show that they badasses. This is going on the internet. This is going on YouTube. This is going, it's getting spread on Facebook. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the cops were running to go beat his ass. And I felt this, this combination of Disgust. anger and helplessness. Mm-hmm. Because what do you do? I can't go up into the cop's face and say, fuck you, motherfucker. Fuck all of y'all. Fuck, 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 fuck. I'm just going to get my ass beat. Yeah. I'm going to get a citation. I'm going to get arrested. I'm going to spend, they're just going to keep me over the, over the weekend. Whatever. They're just going to make my life miserable. And that's why I say fuck them in the privacy of my own home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's definitely a feeling of helplessness. Yeah. The only time I think about kids with a smile on my face is when I think about having a kid for those selfish reasons, you know? I'm curious to see what our baby would look like. I'm curious to see what kind of human being we raise. They do really cute shit sometimes, too, watching them grow I, up. I mean, yeah, I, but I, I, love, I love the idea of... Um, a creation. Yeah, and being able to instill all these cool things into them. Teach them Spanish and English. Yeah. They'd be unstoppable. They would be like a not annoying Jaden Smith. <laughs> Why like, do you think he's annoying? There's something about him. There's something about both those kids that uh, rubs you the wrong way. I don't know what it is. There's a pretentiousness with the way that... Nah, nah, yeah. Like someone who just started doing yoga... Nah. And that's all they can talk about. Nah. But they're kids, you know, I get it. Like, you're learning new things and, you know, you want to talk about it and you feel like you discovered the secret to the world. Mm-hmm. It's like when we read something awesome mm-hmm. and we want to share it with people, but then you partner that with you're a teenager and you think you fucking know. Nah. You think you're the first person who's ever discovered any of this stuff. So it, it comes off like... Man, little kid, you don't know what, what... Even if they're talking about something that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You even still, if they're reading the same books that them. we yeah. read. Yeah. <laughs> I think that it's awesome that uh, the Smiths mm-hmm. allow their kids to be their own Take people. Me out tonight. What, is, what? The Smiths. But, uh, you know, they allow their kids to, it appears... Have keep, their own identity. Yeah, have their own identity... It reminds me a little bit of my brother okay. and his family. Okay. You know, my niece is seven years old. Last year, she wanted to shave the side of her head. She's always been very unique. And they live in a very religious community and a very white blonde community. And they're like a little bit brown, even though they're white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they already kind of stick out. Very conservative area. <laughs> the school contacted my sister-in-law to complain that my, at the time, six-year-old niece was wearing a tank top at school. I remember school. that. I was so angry. I remember that. A tank top. A fucking six-year-old. Because it, they thought it was inappropriate. Now, this wasn't like a string. First of all, who cares if it was? But first of all, this was not like a string. No skimpy little tiny tank top. This was an everyday, you know, goes to the shoulders. Yeah. Sleeveless shirt. That's what it was, not a tank top. Yeah, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a camisole. And uh, they contacted her 
to let her know that that was inappropriate for my niece to wear. My blood boiled because I'm yeah. just like, how dare you over-sexualize. Exactly. And at the same time, like repress okay. a child and make them feel ashamed of their exactly. body and make them feel... I mean, it just opens up all of these doors. Do you think that they would say the same thing to a six-year-old boy? I doubt it. No. They wouldn't say a six-year-old boy is inappropriate. So why is a six-year-old girl the subject of something at all related to sexuality and body image? Like, that's gross. It has a lot to do with that entire town's... Mindset. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get that. But it also has to do with society at large of course but i mean our society american society views everything for the most part through religious lens you know this is god's country quote unquote i have to tell you one of my favorite things i'll never forget this uh when my niece was with me when i was getting ready for our wedding Mm -hmm. i was about to put on my dress and i was deciding whether or not i was going to wear a little uh not a corset, but like a little Spanx-type shaper thing. Okay, okay. And I started putting it on, and she's like, what's that thing? And I was like, uh, you know, it's it's something so it'll make me look uh, skinnier. And she goes, like, she had this total puzzled look on her face. Why do you want to do that? And I'm like, because I feel like it looks better. And because she's society like, tells me to. <laughs> she goes, that's weird. She's like, how about you just look the way you want to look? Or how, something like, how about you just, why don't you just be what you are? Or something. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> You're like, I'm getting life lessons. Fucking wisdom from a six-year-old. Yeah, yeah. She's like, that's weird. <laughs> and I don't think I ended up wearing it. Yeah. I can't remember now. That goes to show you that we're born innocent. Yeah. Right? And I don't want anybody to crush that little mindset. But... The church will tell you we were born sinners. That's, yeah. And we had to get baptized. I mean, man, reli- I, I, I religion. I don't remember this episode about yeah, religion. religion's a can of worms. Yeah, because, yeah, no. We can alienate a lot of people. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for later. We'll save that for episode 25 when you guys are used to us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, 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 I remember hearing that about the sleeves, and I was so upset because... My sister-in-law was so angry. I, I, I just imagine the teacher bringing it to her attention. And it's like, what are you doing? Well, I can't even imagine the mindset of like, I think I need to contact this parent about this child's shirt. Was it a sh- Did it have an image on it? Did it have like no, they said language? they said specifically, specifically that her arm, too much of her arms were showing. And this isn't a religious school, by the way. It's not like they no. sh- they go to a school no, that is... No, but by proxy. Of course, but yeah. I just wanted to put that out there, that they're not required to be covered up. Yeah, but there's still a dress code to adhere to sure, at any school. Sure, but... And a tank top should not be on the list of don'ts. Unless it, it... I mean, especially for someone so young. Exactly. I mean, yeah, if you're if you're going through puberty and you're a little girl and you're starting to get boobs mm-hmm. and you don't have a bra on and you're wearing a little tank top, yeah, that can be a little bit inappropriate and dis- distracting in the classroom, even if you're young. But a little six-year-old girl wearing a tank top because it's comfortable, like, And, and who, are they, who are they doing it for? Because usually... Exactly. Usually... 
in junior high, high school, they tell the girls not to dress a certain way because the boys right. will get distracted, yeah, which is think, stupid. You think six-year-old boys give a shit what exactly. she's wearing? No. Exactly. It's probably the other parents sitting there talking about, oh, can you believe this little... Mm-hmm. My what niece is, little is like a little, little brown shaved head. Mm-hmm. Like She'll forever be cooler than I have ever been in my life. And she looks exactly like you when you were that age. <laughs> And that is true. That's awesome. Sometimes I get upset at stuff like that. Yeah, I get I get really upset at stuff like that. I got sent home from work one time because my they said my shirt was inappropriate. What work? What job was this? <laughs> uh, in college, I worked at the office uh, as part of the school, mm-hmm. and I was so embarrassed that they that they singled you out. Yeah, I was so like it made me feel so ashamed and embarrassed. That's as a 20-year-old woman. Like, I can't imagine having that same kind of shame and feeling as a younger kid and growing up with that. Because that kind of stuff sticks with you. Mm-hmm. Shame is such a powerful emotion. I came across a website called vulgarities.com. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they still exist, but I used to buy a lot of t-shirts from there because they had obscene shit written across them. hmm I figured out at a young age that I love to push people's buttons. Yeah. Specifically, I like to offend. I I I noticed that about you from the start just, when I would watch you tweet. Yeah, just 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 a little I want to stir the pot just a little bit because, you know, p- political correctness makes me mad. Political correctness for the sake of political Correctness makes me mad. When people get overly offended about things that nobody gives a shit about, but they make it a big deal just because, that kind of stuff pisses me off. Yeah. I can't adhere to uh, rules at the workplace when it's like, yes, we're at work. Yes, this is a place of business. But also, we are friends. We should be able to say what we want to each other, around each other. While not disrespecting each other, of course. We're so inappropriate at work. I mean, you have to me be. And my, me and my, you know, close coworkers. Yeah. We're constantly, and I, I wonder if people overhear us and are at all offended. hmm Because we're nasty. That's, that's, because I love that. Because you're at a 12-hour shift, tired, beaten up, you know, dealing with nasty shit all day. Like, you have to have some kind of comic relief. Yeah. I don't wear those shirts anymore. I've got a couple of them. You know, I got the uh, I Love Vagina shirt and a couple of other shirts. Things that make my dick I hard. Enjoy, I enjoy vagina. Yeah. I, I, I don't wear them as much. It's still a part of me. I love to uh, rub people the wrong way. I know you, you You still make text posts sometimes that I can tell are meant to... You know? Just, they're meant to um, not offend. What's the word I'm looking for? Just shake you. Shock you a little bit provoke yes that's the perfect word yes you are provocative i i try to be because sometimes that that cookie cutter bullshit is just get the fuck out of here with that how many curses did i just drop in life? <laughs> i don't know but some people who don't know you are really provoked and and make a snap judgment about who yeah. you are but anyone who listens to this or has followed you for any you know significant amount of time they have a better sense of who you are as a person and are able to distinguish when you're being cheeky Mm -hmm. and when you're being serious Mm -hmm. and 
it doesn't seem like you offend that many because anyone with a brain can tell that you're a sensitive and intelligent human being. Thank you, baby. Of course. I have fantastic taste in men. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs>
You're talking about if it was a... If it was a black woman. Yeah. Because there was... So every single one of these related articles has a big picture of this... Of her face. White, yeah. blue, blue-eyed, blonde-haired woman. Yeah, so we can be like, oh my... Found safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. So who clicks through the links? Like, if you don't know this lady, you know, unless you follow news stories like this, there is literally not a single one. There's one out of, like, 12 that say... Physical therapist found alive. Woman reportedly abducted, found safe. There's only one that says story a hoax, police say. So in, in your mind, what, what would the inverse of that be oh if it were Oh my God, the media would lose their fucking minds. Everybody would be up in arms about our police force being... I mean, the headlines would, would say... They may not say black woman, but they would say... Woman and boyfriend perpetrated hoax. Woman and boyfriend fraudulently uh, claimed kidnapping. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Alleged kidnap victim fake. Like, it would all be related to the fact that they did something wrong and they... Wasted. Wasted resources for people looking for this woman. And And they fooled us, you know? Yeah, it would all be about them. People would start digging into their lives. Yeah. There would be picture... I guarantee you they'd find the most raggedy ass picture of the boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. Make him look like a degenerate. Probably like a selfie. And her, uh-huh. side by side on the news story. I can see it in my head. Mm-hmm. This is a lot like when shootings happen. And depending on the, the, the shooter's race, they're described differently in, in the news. I, I'm not trying to laugh either. I saw a, a... I don't know if it was a tweet or something on Tumblr that said... Um, CNN be like... 23-year-old Caucasian Christian child of God sent both of his parents <laughs> to heaven today. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's that type of shit. It is so true. And I mean, I know it doesn't happen with every story, but it happens enough for it to be a, a meme and for it to be ridiculous. And I, you know, firsthand saw it. Ten stories in a row about no. kidnapping victim found safe. Do you think they're going to suffer any kind of like repercussions? Yeah, when you when I read the article, it said um, the state and the feds because they were going to get like a jet to fly down to Southern California. They had a search party looking here. There were helicopters, I guess, all over yesterday. Again, this sounds like that Patrice O'Neill joke. Mm-hmm. Like seriously. And then, yeah, and then, not only did they send out all the resources, every last one, they probably pulled them from the town over. How, how, how hard do you think they would look for a person of color? I bet there are a lot of people of color missing from our city. And nobody gives a fuck. No one talks about any of it. I, I just, it's, it's appalling to me that, that they're not shaming this woman. I mean, maybe she wasn't. Maybe it was her boyfriend. But I'm surprised they're not shaming the boyfriend. For some reason, this reminds me, I don't know why, but in the last few sentences, I I thought of uh, Hurricane Katrina and how that whole city was, like, abandoned, so to speak. It was like there was shit happening there in this little part of America, and America just kept going on. A lot of people were, like, appalled, and they had, like, some mean shit to say about Kanye when he just turned around 
<laughs> looked straight at the camera yeah. and said Bush don't like black people. And 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 Didn't Michael, he say hates? George Bush hates black people? Probably. I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing. I forget it too, but I remember Michael Myers. Michael Myers? <laughs> What's Austin Powers dude's name? Mike Myers. Michael Myers is the killer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just remember Mike Myers' face. I, I could see it. I could fucking see it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, like... But I love Kanye. No, no, I do too. I want to I... talk about this on a... I don't know if the this episode or not, but... We can talk about him. We can talk about him right now. Okay. But I just want to say, yeah. when that happened, when he said that, most people were like... This guy's a fucking idiot. Yeah, because how dare you say anything about our stupid fucking president. The fact that... Oh, the man. The fact that he was president with all of the shit in his background. He, he, I, I, Barack Obama smoked like a joint once in college and they were like... Or he smoked cigarettes uh-huh. and they're like... Oh, yeah. How dare our president be a smoker? Like, George Bush did hella coke... It was like an alcoholic. Didn't was like dumb. DUIs. Was like a fucking super idiot. Dumb. He was a functioning retard. <laughs> Looking back, Kanye West was one hundred percent correct in saying what he said. Yeah. Not necessarily. What he, what he should have said is, America doesn't care about black people. There you go. Not necessarily exactly what he said, but his his he said that because he it came from a place of yes. uh, frustration yeah. and. and he saw what was happening, and it was like. But, but I want I want to talk about how much I love Kanye West. Dora, tell me, tell me, tell me why you love him. I love Kanye West for many reasons. I, I, I actually get a little bit. Like I'm not like a celebrity like worshiper. No, not at all. I mean, I think if I saw some in person, I might get a little starstruck. But I don't like follow their lives and all that stuff. Except for Kanye. But I get a little bit upset when I see posts about how much Kanye West is an asshole. Like a little piece of me wants to defend him like he's my friend. Yeah, like you grew up together? (laughs) I feel connected to him. (laughs) (laughs) I'm dying for you to finish that sentence. I feel like we would be friends. Okay. If given the opportunity. Because I think that he's fucking brilliant. Ten years ago, I have a friend who also, she's a huge Kanye West fan. And she was a Kanye West fan. See, I don't know that I would call myself a Kanye I'm a Kanye West fan. But I don't, like, have his whole discography or anything. I like his music, but I I like him more than I like his music. Okay. Well, I think (laughs) it's something like that. I mean, I know she definitely finds him attractive. She definitely loves his music, and I'm sure she loves what he has to say. Right. But this was at a time when Kanye was just Kanye. This is this is before Kardashian Kanye. Right. This was before Kanye Kardashian. Yeah. This is before you know, uh, is he in the Illuminati? Kardashian Kanye. Kimye. Kimye. Yeah. This was when he was just backpacking. You know, college dropout. You know. Yeah. See, I wasn't. I wasn't into him back then. Yeah. She's she's constantly championing that motherfucker. And um, every once in a while, whenever he'd make the news, I'd text her like, "You still love this nigga? He's a little crazy. You still you still riding for him?" But um, I have a soft spot for crazy people. I don't think he's crazy. I don't think he is either. I think he's got a lot to say. Yes. And uh, you know, when you throw a camera and a microphone in somebody's face, 
it's easy for you to just to spill everything out. It comes off like, what the, what kind of drugs is this guy doing? I feel like if I were thrust into celebrity, I would say some stupid shit. He wasn't like thrust he, No, 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 no. He, but I'm he, just saying that like, for it. I have the kind of personality that, I wouldn't say I'm awkward, but even in like professional situations, sometimes I say things like I don't have a perfect filter when it comes to Nobody knowing. Nobody does. Well, a lot of people do. A lot of politicians, a lot of people Baby. in. I know, they're groomed. I'm about to say, I can't believe you just said that. Those motherfuckers have scripts. No, I know, but but like, I, I just, I, I love his imperfection when it comes to, I love his passion. Yeah, yeah, no, he owns it. When it comes he to speaking. It. But I do have to say, I want to know, like, if I, if I could ask him one question. Yeah. I want to know, what the fuck is he doing mixed up with the Kardashians? Yeah. I think his association with the Kardashians makes him look crazier. Because yes. that family, that family, that family is destroyed. He's a lot, he's, he's not on the, they're not on his level. I have a weird theory about that. Because, you know, I come up with these, I try and justify, you know, his, his decisions. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't think that they're, this is going to be an unpopular opinion. I don't really think there's anything wrong with Kim Kardashian in the sense that, like, I don't think she's probably an evil person or anything. I mean, she's whatever to me. Sometimes I think she's beautiful. Sometimes I'm like, what the fuck is this woman doing to her face? To, you know, whatever. She's living her life. She's another human being. So I try and, I try not to be too hard on her. I think that, I think she's almost like a fetish to him. I think that he treats, from what I can tell, she's a muse. Mm -hmm. And he, he, it's, it's almost like if it were behind closed doors, yeah. it would make more sense. But the fact that it's in public is kind of weird. Like he dresses her up. Yeah. He... She's like his little doll, is how yeah, I yeah. see it. Like I, I've seen posts where there, there are pictures of them out in public, and he's like, he's like adjusting, you know, the hem on her, her, her yeah, fucking dress. Like he worships her in a almost what seems to be a purely aesthetic way. Like all these pictures are shown, and 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 he's either like. Moving the paparazzi out the way for yeah. her. No, he, he seems very protective and very I mean, loving. What I'm trying to say is that's what you get when you just look at the picture. Right. But I think the real explanation is what you said. That he's doing this not because he adores her. He He's doing this because, like you said, she's a living doll to him. He's going to dress her up. She's starting to look like a cartoon. Didn't she say, didn't she say that he, he came in one day and threw out all her shit, all her clothes? No, I watched an episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I can't believe you, I can't believe you just said that. I know, that. I can't believe you Oh! So, what, it was in an episode? Yes. What, what happened? He basically went in, this is when they, like, first started dating. He and his stylist went into her closet and threw out almost everything and replaced it with clothes that they found stylish. Because she was a little... 
She dressed weird. She was a little Forever 21. She dressed like Like Paris expensive Hilton. Forever 21. Yeah. Like, but still gaudy and, and... Yeah, just some basic Listen bitch. to me I know, talking like, about how dare... women's fashion. If you guys could see us right now... No, I don't mean that. I mean, like, what the fuck do I care about how Kim Kardashian dresses? Yeah, but, like, she... You know, I've got to say, her style now is impeccable. But who gives a shit? No one gives a shit. But I'm saying her styling is impeccable now. Her her fashion sense is, compared to five years ago, night and day. And I think that that's as a result of him. But from watching the episode, yeah. <laughs> um, there was kind of this weird controlling vibe, but not like in a mean way, where she starts acting differently. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not going to wear fake eyelashes anymore. And Why did you wear it to begin with? Like looking down on her family members for... Still... She wanted to be more... High fashion? Natural, I guess. I don't know. She started changing her look in her face as well as her clothes. And it was as a result of... Mystic West. Yeah. And what the fuck was up with that video? What video? The Bound 2 video. Well, according to him, he said that he wanted it to look like shirts white boys wear. No, the most white trash t-shirt yeah. you've ever seen. But with like a black man in the middle of it. See, that's how... That's what makes me think he's a fucking genius. Exactly. And instead, people interpreted it as him, he lost his mind. He's crazy. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. What the fuck is this? And what's so weird is he like, he like low key shits on her. Yeah. In his music. Yeah. <laughs> and in the video. In that video, unless she was in on the joke. She ain't in on the joke. You don't think so, baby? You don't his think lyrics... she's smart enough to be in on the joke, like with her, like waving her hair around, or do you think she was just like, yes, I'm so beautiful. Yes, that's probably what they told her. <laughs> they were like, they're sitting there. Because, I mean, if she listens to his music, whenever he talks about her... Or, or like, implies that he's talking about her. Yeah. It's always in a, in a degrading way. Yeah, and that's why I feel like it's a fetishy thing. It's like a... It's like a... It's almost like he aligned himself with them to raise his star power. Could have been. Maybe it's just part of his agenda to, like, sell more records, become more... Powerful. Kanye's. Yeah. Well, and he got into the fashion thing, and he knew her name, like... Yeah. I, I thought it was hilarious that uh, I think almost like the next day after Bound Two was a uh, after Bound Two premiered, James Franco and Seth Rogen released their version of it. Real quick, Bound Two is not a love song either. If you listen to the lyrics no. with the thing, it's like Shop Forever Twenty One just turned thirty. Yeah. Like what you doing on the cl- like? It's almost like he's talking about her, or people like her, or people like her and shitting on them. Nah. Okay, go ahead, James Franco. I wonder if the message that Kanye was sending with Bound Two mm-hmm. was caught by Seth and James. I'm calling. I'm on some first name basis. Shit. Yeah, of course. Because. Almost like two days later, they released their version. Shot, shot for shot. Shot. <laughs> shot for fucking shot. If you Google the watch side by side, by side. Watch the side by side video. It's amazing. It's, 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 do you know how, you know how much work goes into making a video? It was high quality production. Making a music video. And then. It's almost like it was made before because how the fuck did they put that out in two days? This is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's like. If Kanye was sending out a secret message, 
that Seth and, and James caught and then in turn gave their rebuttal. They're in, they're having like a conversation via music videos. Yeah. You know what I mean? But then in the public It just looks like, oh, oh parody. Being funny. And he's yeah. like, Oh, I like their parody or something like that. How funny. And Kim I remember Kim Kardashian like tweeted after it, Oh, it was so hilarious. Something yeah. like that. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. This episode of Joint Accounts is sponsored by The Perfect Handshake. Shaking hands is like dancing with a stranger in a club. Some people have natural rhythm. Some people have two left feet. You've met some people who are eager to grip your hand, so they squeeze before you even get your palm against their palm. They leave you feeling dainty as they shake four of your fingers. You've met some people who have abnormally smaller hands, and the shake is just awkward for the both of you. You've met people who place their hand into yours and just leave it there. They just go limp. But then, there's the holy grail of handshakes. Their hand is the same size as yours. Their palms aren't clammy. They put just the right amount of pressure into the squeeze. They give you one solid shake. This handshake feels like home. It's like being kissed how you want to be kissed without telling them anything. And as you shake this person's hand, you look in their eyes and you wonder if they feel it too. <laughs> the perfect handshake. Now back to our show. Forgive me, Father. For I never told anyone this before. Dear it has been 16 days since my last confession. I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. You better not tell anybody. It's confession time, baby. Yes. What you got for me? What you got for us? You know, I don't really have anything. Oh, okay. You know, some days... I still love you. You better. But the mailman brought us a confession. This person was not anonymous when they sent it, but I kind of feel like confessions probably are meant to be anonymous. You know, you got your little confession booth. Yeah, we'll save, we'll save their identity. So just in case, I'm not going to say who she is. Oh, it's a she? It's a she. Oh, you just narrowed it down. <laughs> From our ten listeners. <laughs> so, she says, confession. I was listening to Megan talk about things she did when she was younger to define her worth. I absolutely went through a slutty phase. <laughs> Even worse, though, I went through a shoplifting phase in high school. I would take used grocery bags into the grocery store, get a list of items from people, and go in and steal it for them. Once I show you who this is, too, you're going to be like, what? I once stole one of those $150 makeup cases from Macy's just by picking it up and walking out the door. <laughs> I was like my own black market of stolen goods, and I did it so that everyone, so that people would like me. I never got caught, and once I realized how stupid I was, I never told anyone. Wow. I just showed him the Who name. Did it? <laughs> I'm proud of you. You got a little <laughs> a little evil streak in you. A little a little you got a little thug in you. I was a little thief when I was young. Yeah? Yeah. I feel like everybody does. I mean she said she went through it in high school. I never did. By high school I was over my my little thiefing. Never did, even when I was a kid. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not saying that like I'm a better person. No, no. I'm just saying that like uh, stealing has never appealed to me. The anxiety of it, 
there's no thrill. I know some people do it for a thrill. No. Mm-mm. All that does is make me think, I'm going to go to jail. There was something awesome about knowing you can take something and get away with it. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, plus, I mean, this isn't, I'm not trying to justify, but I grew up poor. Yeah. Which meant I grew up wanting. There were things that I didn't have that I wanted that I saw other people had and I felt left out. Maybe that's why I didn't steal. Because you, you, you were well off? I was spoiled little brat. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was spoiled. I was I was very, even as a, a somewhat spoiled person, I was very grateful for all the stuff I got. No, I was grateful too. I mean, it took me a while to be grateful. Uh, like I literally had a horse. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have cable. You know how like every little girl wants a pony. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of fucking nerves. I'm sorry. Don't be, don't be sorry. It's okay. But um, we would, I would like walk into a store with like a bag as well, and just put things in my bag, and then just walk out. Just walk out, and 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 there was this. My whole body was hot as you like yeah. walk through that exit door and once you made it down the block oh, i couldn't do it. it there's no way i couldn't do it and you know what's interesting i have a very um i have a very laid back attitude about people stealing from me specifically no i do not me i have that kind of you know how i'm kind of careless sometimes i was going to say i was going to not that you're careless but i was going to say i really care about my possessions so i uh i've always been of the mindset that if someone goes to the trouble of stealing something from me, then they probably need it more than I do. No. You know, I've had things stolen in the past, and it never never made me really angry. No. I felt sorry for them more than anything else. I was like, man, that sucks that they had to steal something. I guess they need it more than I do. Is that white privilege? What you, <laughs> would you just describe? Yeah. Nah, okay. maybe nah. That's just. That's... I think we have to touch on white privilege at least once an episode. Okay. And and well, shit on me just a little bit. Just to bring you down. Bring... Yeah. Okay. But I love I mean, the way you like. No, I mean, think about it. Like, there aren't that many people who could be like, "Yeah, you could steal from me. It's fine. I'll just get another one." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's oh. like that's like semi semi privilegey. I love you. I let a friend borrow four hundred and sixty dollars in the summer of two thousand and six. Yeah. And what, since what did they need it for? They needed to buy a ticket to go to Mexico because their girlfriend was pregnant. Why was their girlfriend in Mexico? Because he went to Mexico, got some girl pregnant, oh, and she okay. was his girlfriend. Okay, okay Suddenly, okay, she okay. was his girlfriend. I see. By virtue of the actions, you know, it's not technically stealing, but he never gave it back. Is this a friend of yours that I know? No. no. Okay. It's a friend of mine that doesn't exist anymore because we no longer talk. Because... He owes me the money, and I guess he couldn't pay me back. So what he did was he stopped talking to me. Yeah, people are good at that. Yeah, and what I did was I didn't reach out to him. I didn't say, hey, where you been, blah, blah, blah. Uh, how about that money you owe me? Instead, I was like, he knows he owes me that money. He's a grown man, you know. He'll pay me that money back. But instead, we haven't talked. I don't know where he is. I don't know if he exists anymore. I got a little bit bitter about a situation like that, too. When I think about it, I'm like, I could use that $460 right now. By the time I left my ex-boyfriend, he owed me $1,500. Oh, God. (laughs) And that's not even, like, the way that the bills, the way we split up the bills and stuff, I kept, like, good track of it. And, like, we, we always did, like, half and half on everything. Yeah. Except for, I didn't factor in the fact that I... 
bought all the groceries, all mm-hmm. the household stuff, all that. So that didn't even count. This was like straight up mm-hmm. either rent money or we bought a TV together that I let him keep when we broke up. I don't mm-hmm. know why I let him keep that because I ended up having to buy one. But yeah, he owed me $1,500 and he knew it and uh, he never paid me back. Yeah. I could definitely use that $1,500. Yes. Sometimes I think about the money that I spent in past relationships because, you know, being the guy, it's almost expected that I would spend more money Man, in the relationship. that never happened to me. Not a single not a single boyfriend I ever had. Really? I don't know. I always felt this pressure from society to be a man. And that was one of the things that a man is supposed to do is provide. So even in, in small instances like going on a date, I foot the bill. I I I pay for, you know, cabs. I you know, New York is expensive and, and I got broker living there and, and being gallant. Being being a gentleman. <laughs> the only time I ever had guys pay for me that sounds like a prostitute. <laughs> no. Is when I was on um match.com. And I went on a few dates. I want to hear about all your social media website adventures. I'll, I'll tell the, I'll tell a story yeah. about one of those because uh, I have a funny one. I could tell this guy wasn't for me because he didn't get my sense of humor. What? Yeah. The only time I ever had guys pay for me, pay buy stuff for me, I don't even know the right. Anyway, was uh, the first dates that I went on with guys from Match.com. I went on a lot of first dates. I was I was the king of first dates. I was not. Yeah, because it, it was so easy. Wait a minute. We went completely yeah, we off topic. Yeah, we went way off topic. Stealing, Stealing I think, is, is a bad. Yeah, it is, but it's also a rite of passage. I think we all have done it, with the exception of you, because because <laughs> you were well off. <laughs> Shame on us for being poor. I think I think we can all we all have stories about the time when we were little thieves. Yeah, it doesn't make you a bad person. It does. But you know what? It if does because no. we knew it was bad and we no, still did it. No, but if you're a grown-ass adult yeah. and you're stealing, yeah. shame on you. Yeah, You shit. should feel bad. Yeah, you fucking bastard. Give me back my money. Give me back everything that belongs to me. Yeah, if you're listening, guy, you owe me $1,500. Yeah, motherfucker. I could use her $1,500. The mailman came. Yes. We had two questions this week. That's perfect. We got a few comments. Thank you guys for the comments. I try to reply to all of them. I love you guys. Thank you so much for the feedback. So our first question today is from Day Kathy. Ah. Fighter of the night man. And if you don't know that song. Kill yourself. (laughs) <laughs> i've always wanted to say that it's a terrible thing to say it is, it is. it's funny though she says hello i love her i love her too i want to squeeze her. i want to put her in my pocket i want to put her in my pee hole baby don't scare people off how about she just smiled so big she's like i want to be in your pee hole no no one wants to be in your pee hole <laughs> show of hands how many of you want to be in my pee hole <laughs> She says, I have a question for the both of you to answer. Okay. What do you guys do to cheer each other up when you know that the other person has had a rough or bad day? Also, I love you guys all in caps and thoroughly enjoy listening to the podcast. I love her. I fucking love her. You know what's funny is I think, I mean, I'll let you answer and I can answer, but I think both of our answers are the same. All right. So in that case, let me go first. Okay. Um, I have rough days a lot. Keep in mind. So he... (laughs) 
He's got to, you know, adapt and not not do like a grand gesture every time I have a rough yeah. day. Or do the same thing every time. <laughs> but I, I can speak for myself. If ever I'm feeling like, if I'm having a shitty day or, or I'm in a shitty mood, there's very little that you can do to like instantly cheer me up. Yeah. Because whatever's bothering me is still present. Right. You know, it, I'm upset about things that don't go away that easily. Yeah. You know, I'm upset. I'm, I have money problems. I, I, I stress about, you know, things that can't be erased. Yeah. So, um, you usually cheer me up when you make that fucking face. You know that face I ask you? That one right there. And then you shake it. <laughs> I do this little bobblehead face. I love it. I want to punch you. I want to squeeze you. You can't Ooh. help but laugh when you see it. One, one day I'm going to, I'll do a clip. I'll, I'll do like a, like a vine, even though I don't know how to vine. Yeah. I'll do a little three second clip of me me making the bobblehead yeah i love that shit it'll spread like wildfire i hope not because it's an awful face. no it's not it's fucking adorable i know it's hilarious but it's not the most flattering face it that... just makes you laugh what do you mean look at that look at that <laughs> <laughs> you're a fool um but you're supposed to say what you do to cheer me up i have no idea what cheers you up <laughs> I that mean, was the question. That was the question? Yeah, it wasn't like, what do you want done? Oh, I don't know. I close my eyes and, and I just search blindly in my bag of tricks. And you whatever cute. comes out, comes out. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, I move on to the next. You know what I can say that he does for me when I'm not feeling good or when I've had a bad day? Tell me, tell me. I'm taking notes. It's always food. Oh. Almost always. You, you'll go to 7-Eleven and you'll get me a little candy bar. Some Popeye's you'll go fried chicken. Get me some fried chicken. Fried chicken is like my emotional band-aid. Yeah. Mine it, too. it makes anything better. It's so good. It's so good. So good. Or like he'll, you know, he'll massage my neck or my feet. Oh, yeah. I do do these things. Yeah, you do all sorts of nice things. You always bring me water before I go to bed. Um, I didn't even think about them because they're just like natural because I'm just so nice. He is. He is. He's laughing, being bashful about it. And he also just lets me vent. You know, when I've had a hard day at work, I spend the first, you know, my commute home, I call him, and I just spend 20 minutes word vomiting all the nasty shit that I had to deal with in a day. I'm going to tell you the truth. You tune out a little bit? I tune out all the way. I'm think, I'm Really? I'm busy thinking about my own problems. <laughs> Are you serious? No, I'm joking. Oh, wow. I was like, wow, you, you played off good because... How would I be able to participate in a conversation if I tuned out? I don't know. Some people do that shit. Yeah, no, nah, I can't multitask. That's <laughs> true. Like, you ever see me, like, try to lick your pussy and finger you at the same time? It's fucking impossible. <laughs> Kervin doesn't get in, in bad moods often, like, at all. So I don't have to reach in my bag of tricks that often. But I'd say if he's having a little bit of a, either a down day or he's frustrated, you know, the first step is to listen to him and see if there's anything he wants to talk about. And step two is just showing my butt. Oh, I love it. I mean, that's it's really that simple. No, it really is because I just want to like squeeze it and touch it, and I like rub my head on it. You yeah. know, and I, I like I like to headbutt it. Yeah. I like to feel like the impact and watch <laughs> it like hit me back. <laughs> No, seriously, it's like so much fun. Like you lay on your stomach and I just go, mm, mm, Yeah, he just squeezes it, you know. You know, rub my, my semi on it. No, don't get all sexual with it. But don't We're... I rub my semi on it? Yeah, but we don't always have to talk about okay. sex. But I rub my semi on it. Not really. He's talking about like 
He doesn't like rub his. D- I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not gonna go there. Next question. <laughs> this is from Bill. That one guy in Miss. That guy's fucking awesome. He's been showing a lot of support. I love that He's guy. He's a cool cat. Yeah. Man, I love you both. I look forward to the podcast with as much fervor as the new Netflix listings each week. Oh, I love that. In parentheses, trust me, the supreme compliment. I would love to know the answer to this question from you guys. If you had never met each other, where do you think you would be right now? Wow, that's a great question. I think about that often. Really? Not often. Jeez. But I mean, with, with you know, appreciation, like, you know, I'm like, I'm so happy I met you or else. Oh, well, this, that's good. Yeah. And then what would you be lacking or be not as good a person now that being with the other person would have brought out you had you met? Why are you laughing? Because that sentence was hard to read. Oh. <laughs> In parentheses, he basically said how you each think the other has made you better. Thanks, okay. Bill. So, where would we be had we not met each other? Where would you be? And what would be different about us that wouldn't be as good because it's gotten better having known did each you, other? Did you just translate what he wrote? Yeah. <laughs> well, I have to in my head because my mouth... I think I might still be single. You know, honestly, I think I probably would have started dating women. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because about... Midway into, you know, I went to that all-girls school. No. And it started getting me thinking more and more. I, I'm, I don't know if I've talked, I, I think I have talked about this. I'm, I'm very attracted to women. I don't really have a label for my sexuality. And I think, I think more and more people feel like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I have exclusively dated men, but I am almost exclusively attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a weird combination. Hey, you mean you do what you do. And I think I got to a point in my life where I was comfortable exploring that side. And I think that had I not met you, I definitely, I'm almost positive I would have at least dated one woman, probably more. And, you know, could have ended up chilling as a lesbian for the rest of my life. I remember you telling me about one of your classmates who would flirt with you. Mm-hmm. Although she had a girlfriend, but she was she was feeling you. Yeah. She was eyeing you. <clears throat> and that, you know, that kind of awakened some stuff, too. And I just, I think women are amazing. Me, too. Now, I don't know. I love masculine energy. Yeah. I probably would have dated both a really feminine woman as well as a stud. Because I, I like both of those things. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I, I do think I'd probably be single. Hopefully, on my way to finding love. Because that's something I always wanted. The way that I think I'd be different, Mm -hmm. I know for sure, or I'm I'm pretty sure, I wouldn't be as um, I wouldn't be as comfortable in myself as I am now, and I wouldn't be as honest with myself as I am now. You're welcome. You thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know I've spoken about this before, but when Kervin and I started talking. There was something about him that was easy. Um, I, f- I felt like I already knew him. And so I was free to be myself, especially without that pressure of having someone in person. He's really, really taught me that I can be my complete, unedited, genuine self and not only not terrify somebody, 
but be fucking worshipped and be, you know, appreciated for who I am. And I never, ever had anything close to that before. And I think a lot of people struggle with this. I know I did for 28 some odd years. You know, you want to be... You want to show your best side to people. Mm-hmm. You don't want to show your insecurities. You don't want to show your jealousy or your character flaws. But by relinquishing that control and trying to, you know, only show you the sides of me that I wanted you to see, instead I just showed you everything. Yeah. And that's when you can really find somebody you connect with on a deep level because there isn't anything hidden there that's not connecting. I'm attracted to people who are 100% themselves. It's easier to judge, quote unquote, someone when they show you exactly who they are. Now you know who they are and you know you know how to proceed now. I like to be myself. Yeah. So I in turn want people to be themselves with me. That always seems so easy for you though. Because when I met you, you were like that and you had been like that for a long time. But when you met me, I was not at all like that. And you probably didn't know because no. I was like that with you. but. Any other guy I had been romantically interested in, I had never been that way with. It's it's so much easier when you're just yourself. You know, the pressure is off. I don't know. I, I just like to be comfortable all the time. Yeah. And I don't want to have to wear a mask. I don't want to, you know, that's why that's why I like being around people that I can be myself around. If, if I have to, uh, you know, put on a mask of having to be tactful or... Well, and we have to do stuff like that in our in our life outside of our home. You know, we yeah. have to... You know, you have to adapt to the situations you're in. So being able to come home and be who you are yeah. is, is... It's freeing. It, absolutely. Because that shit is draining to constantly yeah. be on, you know? And it also allows us to grow as people, I think. When you can when you can be yourself. Yeah, and, and you and can explore different things. Different and, aspects of yourself, mm-hmm. of your personality. Yeah. What about you, Kurt? I'd still be in New York. Wow, I, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you would. Yeah, I'd still be in New York because, I mean... I think I'd still be working that shitty job. Something something big would have had to happen for me to uh, search search for something else to do. Do you think you would have met someone in New York? Do you think you'd be... Do you think you'd have a girlfriend, a wife? I really don't know. You know, you know months before, before ever meeting you, I was like in talks with a girl. That sounds like a... A, 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 a merger. Yeah. <laughs> But but there there were there were at least two girls that I was interested in, you know we were getting to know each other and we were meeting up and going on dates and you know I was meeting her friends and as a matter of fact I thought about her the other day and I I know her full name and I need to Google her, I need to see if she's on Facebook see what she's up to I believe she got married and and had a kid. It's so crazy thinking about you dating other people mm-hmm. because it doesn't make me feel uncomfortable but that I envision it uncomfortable. Because it's not right. Because yeah. it's not us. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm thinking about you with somebody else who's like, yeah, they're nice and they're good and mm-hmm. whatever. But it's not like, it's not like us. Have you ever seen Sliding Door with Gwyneth Paltrow? I did. It's something like that where it's like you get to see both sides, what happens. Whatever, nigga, shut up. Shut up with your movie references. I think I know the answer to this, but how would you be different had you not met me? I like when you think you have the answer. Mm-hmm. Because that makes me want to say something outrageous. I know, I know. I shouldn't say that. Sorry. <laughs> I'd still be a lot fearful. That was what I was going to say. Yeah. I didn't think you were fearful, but... I could tell you. you I were, was fearful. You were resistant to any kind of change. Well, because I always saw being in a relationship as me losing my independence. Mm-hmm. 
I grew stuck in my ways, being a, a, a single man, you know. Yeah. I had a routine. I had. You owned your house. You had the same job. You know, you you had a routine. You had a life. Yeah, I I, I had a plan, so to speak. I can't really call it a plan because I don't know what the fuck I was doing. But the little that I was doing, I was gonna do it until I fucking died, <laughs> unless something else came along. Isn't that crazy? It is. It is because I mean, you get comfortable. I, I I was comfortable with my routine. I love routine. I love you know. Isn't it amazing now that you are so much more adventurous? I wouldn't say so much more, but I'm, I think you are. I'm definitely more open. You're very open-minded because I'm always like, let's do this, let's do that. How about this?、And、I was thinking about that like two days ago. I had a plan because that's what I do. I wake I up. I wake up and I'm like, I'm gonna I'm do this. I'm flexible and I change my mind a lot. You walked in on me and you were like, Hey, you want to go do this? I was like, Right now? And I was like, Okay. And we went around. We drove. We were looking at houses and stuff. And I was just thinking to myself, I could have spent those few hours differently. Right. But this was better. This was nice. We got to spend some time. And、uh, and really, the only reason that that I brought that to the table is because I used to be a lot like that, a lot like you were. You know, stuck in my routine, didn't want to change. The things in my life were very not good, not bad.、Mm -hmm. They were. Neither here nor there. And and I just want to say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being stuck in a routine. I think there is. I mean, if you got yourself a good routine, if you got something that works, why change it? Because you don't allow yourself room to grow. I know, but I mean, it's、I'm, okay to have routines in certain parts of your life. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, like, like if you, you know, if you brush day, your teeth the moment you wake up, you know. Yeah, no, that's okay. But I just mean life routine. You know, I had an okay job. I had an okay boyfriend. You know, I had an okay life, but I realized how unfulfilled I was, and it wasn't until all that shit came crashing down, I was forced into a situation where everything changed, that I realized I didn't have anything to be afraid of. You know, if my job changed, my living situation changed, my life path changed, my home changed, which all of those things happened within a month and a half time span. I didn't die, you know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, you know, go bankrupt. I didn't, whatever. I realized that my biggest fears were not something to be afraid of, and that's what I do now when I start to get scared about decisions or circumstances. There are very few things that I think I'm really afraid of now.、Mm -hmm. I think the only thing that I'm really afraid of, which Doesn't even apply to me is losing my liberty, like getting put in jail,、mm -hmm. because then that takes away a lot of things. But really, like all the stuff that I'm scared of, you know, not being able to pay my bills, defaulting on things, you know, I follow that that path down. I was like, okay, so what happens? I go bankrupt. I'm not gonna die. I'll figure shit out. I'd still like to avoid bankruptcy. Of course, <laughs> of course. But I always thought if that happened, that would be the end of my life. You know, it would be the worst thing that could happen. And life is not going to end if you have bad circumstances. Now, that's a little different when when you bring personal things into it. Like if you died or something,、mm -hmm. that would be the worst thing because I'd be fucking devastated. I, I would kill myself to be with you in the afterlife. <laughs> And there it is. Join accounts. Take it in your ass. And God said, 
and let there be sound. Oh, you! <laughs> I was wondering what you were gonna say. I was like, "What did God say?" Let me finish. I'm sorry. And it was good. Wait a minute. <laughs> Join accounts, y'all. Thank you so much for making it through another episode. We don't even know what episode this is because we, we just stopped numbering them. No more numbering. I mean, we know what the last one was, but we have no idea what this one is. <laughs> Thanks for listening to episode Q. Thanks for listening to episode X. Well, just a quick note. We are moving yep. physically. Nah. Homes. Cities. Uh, we're moving on up. To, yeah, we definitely are moving We're on moving up. on up to the east side. We really are. We're moving eastward, and it is nice. Baby. I'm sorry. We're moving eastward, and there will be no more gunshots outside our window. Not that there's anything wrong with that. There's something wrong with gunshots out the window? No, there's something wrong about saying, ah we're not living in the hood no more. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I didn't mean it like that. Well, that's what it sounded like coming from a white woman. Shit, I can't escape. <laughs> Bring you down, white woman. Okay, should we start that part? No, nah, that's fine. <laughs> that's perfect. We need to hear that. Anyway, we're moving. So our uh, our recording schedule, our editing schedule is going to be a little bit off. But uh, hang with us. Once we get to this new spot, it's got it's actually got better sound, I think, because we've got carpet. You're not going to hear the click clack of the dog. You know, you never know. Maybe we'll get a little microphone. Maybe we'll make this shit sound legit. No. Kervin's saying, Ixnay on the microphone, May. I love Pig Latin. Do you? Pig Latin pay. Thank you, Tay, for Issling Lay. No, 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 no. You're doing it wrong. Wouldn't no, I'm not. It, yes, you are. Do it. You just did two words. That's how you do it. No, you do one word at a time, baby. So show me. You said... Don't say what I say. Show me said, the right way. You said Ig Latin Pay. Yeah. It would be Ig Pay Atten Tay. Wait. <laughs> Ig Pay Atten Lay. Not Ig Atten... Ig Latin... <laughs> Yo, joinaccounts.tumblr.com. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. It's the worst outro ever. Yo, we are out of this motherfucker. I need more coffee in my life. Peace, you pieces of shit. They're not shit. I love you. I love you. Bye. will conclude this evening's entertainment.